Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast. This podcast is designed to help the small church fulfill the big mission. And so we're just a couple of guys who have been pastoring for a handful of years together in various churches. And so I'm joined today. My name is Brian. I'm joined today with Mr. Colby. Colby, how you doing, man? Doing great. Colby, man, glad to have you here. Colby, pastor's First Friends Church in Portsmouth, Virginia. We also have our good friend, Reverend, the one and only, Joey Hartman. Joey, how you doing, man? I'm blessed. Good, man. I love it. I love it. So Joey pastors a church called Faith Outreach in Hampton, Virginia. My name's Brian. I pastor a church called Forward Church in Portsmouth, Virginia. And today, we start a new series with this podcast called The Healthy Pastor. Now, guys, whenever you hear that phrase, the healthy pastor, what comes to your mind? I would say the total opposite of me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the total opposite of me. Uh, But uh, a well-oiled machine. A well-oiled. Moving in the right direction, doing the right things. Uh, Obviously, in the church concept, it's it's, uh, fully in tune with God's will. Fully in tune with God's will. That's, man, so hard to be at, man. Total opposite of me. Total opposite of me. I think most people listening will be like, yep, total opposite yep. of me too. Joey, when you hear a healthy pastor, what comes to mind? Oh, man, there's just so much into into that. And, uh, I, man, being able to deal with the things I got to deal with in a healthy way. Man. Family and, and church and ministry. Uh, and one of the things that, that I have learned is that I'm a better leader uh, and I... I can do better when I spend time with God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I think that that's what all of us have learned over the years. And like Colby said, the opposite of me. Like, it seems so easy that ministry is just tasks, task after task after task. And it's so easy to get the job done as opposed to spend time with God who empowers you to get the job done. So as we start this series on the healthy pastor, Joey, why don't you share with us a little bit about what a healthy pastor looks like from a spiritual perspective? I started out my ministry because I'm a doer. My dad had taught me to be a doer. Get your hands out of your pocket. Be doing something. Uh, and and I heard him even fussing at the pastors that didn't show up for work days and stuff like that. So that's the perspective Uh-oh. I was coming from. He, so he's already offending me. Uh, yeah. Pastors that don't show up for work days. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say if you're listening to the podcast, put your feet up on the table because your toes are gonna get stepped on already. And so I was a doer. That's how I was taught to be. And so I did everything from that doing. And God has been dealing with me that don't allow, don't allow my life to be driven from the doing, but allow what I do for God to be driven by my relationship with him. Yeah. Allowing that relationship to drive what I do. Yeah. And uh, this come to reality to me when I was in a, one of the Fred Pryor's uh, emotional intelligence uh, classes. And they asked us to do something. They said, what is, rate your attitude, one to ten, what is your attitude? And so you wrote your rating. They said, what would your boss say your attitude is? <laughs> Don't like that. And then he went even further. She went even further and said, what would your family say? Definitely don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I took the challenge. And so I texted my son and texted my wife. No, you didn't. Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> Okay, again, this is the Small Church Leadership Podcast, not the Smart Church Leadership Podcast. <laughs> so my 19-year-old, him and hard, and so about a seven. My wife, she was a whole lot more truthful with me. They usually are. Yeah, they, yeah. So she come back and said, when you're doing you, the things right, the things that we're going to be talking about in this series, 
and especially spending time with him, you're at an eight. Okay. When you are not, you're at a three. My gosh. Ouch. Yes. Like, man, talk about truth in a bottle. That's, that's a big swing, man. That's a huge swing. Five points difference in how I lead, uh, my attitude in leadership, if I'm not doing what I need to do. Wow. And so for me, I've got to spend time with you. Yeah. I've got to take that time. So those are those are really, that's the kind of the key habit that she would say, that, man, you spending time with God is what overflows into everything else. And, and the flip side of that, when you don't spend time with God, it comes out in everything else. Yeah, my, my leadership's better when I spend time with God. My relationship with my family's better. Uh, my preaching is better. Uh, oh. Everything is better when I'm spending that time with God. Okay. Because what happens is I allow, being a doer, if I'm doing and doing, I start getting aggravated when things don't go right. Now, yeah. I know probably nobody else has to deal with that. That's just me. Yeah, it's things just not you. Going it's right. just none, none of us. It's just you. And so I run, as I run into obstacles, if I haven't been spending time with them, they build up. Yeah. And then I become that three, and I'm leading people from the three. I'm dealing with people from that three, and, and I create a lot of trouble yeah. for myself yeah. in that three. Yeah. Yet when I'm with him and I'm spending time with him, I allow him to start speaking to me about what I'm feeling and the emotions that I'm having and let him start telling me how I should feel. Okay. Because I've learned my natural feelings sometimes get me in trouble. <laughs> and sometimes it's wrong how I'm feeling. Yeah. Uh, how I'm feeling is not the truth of the situation, but it's, it's, it's how yeah. I'm perceiving it. And when I stop yeah. and spend time with him and... And let him drive that and that relationship drive that. Then he deals with those things. And then I can deal with people in an attitude of an eight instead of a three. Man, that, that is so good. I, I tell you, man, I, I've noticed that myself whenever I get into, well, not me, but I have a friend who sometimes would get into arguments <laughs> with people. And, and I've noticed that, that, that my friend, again, it's my friend, not me, that, that he would always say, well, what's the truth here? Because I know what I'm feeling but my feelings don't always tell me the truth. What's the truth here? And so, so what you're saying is that when I'm not spending time with God and with the, when the pastors or leaders that are listening and us around the table are not spending time with God, that drastically impacts how we lead and not just how we lead, but how people see us. Yes. Man, that's, that's huge, man. Kobe, what do you think about all this stuff? Well, I was just thinking back uh, when I first started, I was, I was so much into my own power, my own strength as, as a, I mean, I took over a church that uh, was low in numbers, and I was going to be the difference. I was mm. not going to be like everybody else. I was going to be different, and so relied on my own. And I, I, I didn't take the test, and I'm thankful I didn't take that test and, and have to be honest on things. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, if, if I had to give myself a number on, on the, the first year as a pastor, um, I, I probably would have been in the negatives because mm. uh, I was trying to do everything on my own power and my own strength. And uh, I can see that, uh, you know, because I know if I'd asked my wife, I, it would have been very similar uh, <laughs> the same way. So just trying to incorporate that into the leadership because that first year, I mean, it's just like a first year of marriage. It's always the hardest. Yeah. Uh, but that first year of trying to do everything myself. And, you know, at that point, I'm just like, I, I don't have time 
which is really stupid for a pastor to say, I don't have time to spend with God because I'm trying to build God's church. Yeah. And and that was, I mean, hear those words come out of a pastor's mm-hmm. mouth, right? It's like the stupidest thing a pastor could say is I don't have time to spend with God. And you really learn that, you know, that first year, my church was very, very patient with me. Of course, I was praying for their patience a lot. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it was just you know, realizing that, Everything was fake. My attitude, I, I seemed like I had a good attitude, but I know inside, I know inside what my attitude was. Wow. And so I just knew that it was because I wasn't spending time with him in that, in that first part of my ministry. And as a small church pastor, there's more that you've got to do. There's yeah. more on your plate to accomplish. Yeah. There's more doing that you've got to do to make things function. And yeah. sometimes if you don't step up and do it, it's not going to Right, right. In a small done. church context, if you don't step up and do it, it's, somebody's, the ball gets dropped. Yes. And, and it's almost as if those that sit in the congregation, they can see when the ball gets dropped. And so you feel this pressure of, you know, I don't know about at your churches, but at my church, Sunday comes every seven days. And it's like there's a whole lot of ministry that happens in between those seven days too. And it's just easy to get those things to yell at you when the important things don't yell. The important things whisper. And it's not even just the ministry that takes place in those times, right? Because, because, and this is going to be an ongoing theme with small church leadership is you're not just the pastor, you're the landscaper, you're the custodian, you're the, the, you know, the lawnmower, you're the, uh, the counselor, the coach, you got so many things that you're doing that it, 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 again, it goes into that. I got to chisel out time in my schedule, which is a shame that we've got to find time. So that's why it has to be first that time to spend with God. Yeah. Uh, because when you're doing all those other things, and they're not bad things, they're just things that got to get done. Yeah. And you can definitely get overwhelmed and and yeah. uh, it just get jaded towards the ministry too, oh, right? Yeah. And yeah. that attitude, we talk, you talk about that attitude. That attitude that comes out is just one that is, uh, it's just ugly. Well, when I'm not allowing my relationship to drive what I do for God, here's a story. Here's a prime example of what we were just talking about. I was uh, I was three weeks into getting ready for school. Uh, we have a small school at the church, and and so I, I I got a lot to do to get ready for that school so it can function. <laughs> and I'm three work three weeks into working, um, and neglecting my time with God. If I'm if I'm honest with you, and by that I'm at a three definitely. I'm probably at a negative number at this point, <laughs> to be honest with you. And so on Sunday night, school starts on Tuesday because we missed the holiday and start on that Tuesday. So Sunday night late, I'm up working to get things ready. And there's a scheduled prayer meeting. And I'm up there mad at people praying. (laughs) If they were really spiritual, they would know that needed to be Uh done up here. Be up here helping me instead of down there praying. I was mad at people praying. Yeah. Yeah. Because where I was leading at, because I had not been spending time with God. Man. Well, I tell you, I, you know, not to throw stones at you or anything like that, but the, there's, I seem to remember something in the Bible about a lady that was mad people were at the feet of Jesus. What, what was her name? Like Martha, right? I mean, it's so hard to, because as a small church pastor, we, we like, it's almost like we swing one pendulum or the other. We're either all Mary and we sit at the feet of Jesus and we don't get anything else done. We're good at praying and reading the Bible but we don't do the leadership things necessary or the ministry things necessary, or we do the opposite, and we're all Martha, and we're work, 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 and man. And people say today that the Bible isn't relevant? Yeah, tell me about it, man. (laughs) 
The I am, I am definitely the Martha, and was yeah. trained to be the Martha. Was right, told right. to be the Martha. Right. Uh, that's that's what I was yeah. raised to be. Yeah. And um, and now for those of you Marthas that are listening out there, we get it. We listen. If anybody gets it, amen. man, we get it. Man, we've all been lead pastors for over ten years. We understand how easy it is to get in the Martha mode, and so man, j- just know that Martha has value. Yes. If we don't have Martha, we don't get the the floor swept. We don't get the school ready like you were talking about. Martha gets our sermons prepared. And Mary helps get our sermons prepared too. But like, we're not throwing stones at Martha. We're just saying that if you're not careful as a small church pastor, and I would assume as a large church pastor, I'm not a large church pastor. I do have friends that are. I would assume the same is true there, that you have to fight to make sure you're spending time with the Lord. It's balance. It's balance it. Yeah. Martha, the things that Martha was doing needed to be done. But it was probably time uh, yeah. allotment. She probably should have got that stuff done early. And yeah. then Mary could have been in there helping Martha do it. And they both could have been in there. And everything could have gotten yeah. done. Yeah. But I know for me, I had a hard time because I'm that doer. Because I want to please people. Mm. I had a hard time saying no. Oh, wow. And with a Christian school there, uh, there's always, there's, I got a hundred and some people in the building all the time. Yeah. Five days a week, there's a hundred and some people in the building, and there's always something to be done because as a small pastor, I'm, I'm if the toilet breaks, uh-huh. they're calling me. You're the the pastor of plumbing. I'm the pastor of plumbing. <laughs> uh, and so there's there, there's always someone that needs your attention. And being a people person, I wanted to people pleaser. Uh-huh. I wanted to say yes. I wanted to yeah. be there. I wanted to meet that need. I wanted them to like me. Uh, but when I did, I be, had begin to get that three attitude, and they didn't like me because yeah. I'm not leading from the right place. It's just a vicious right cycle. Th- it a is vicious cycle. It and, is. and you said a key word there was no. No. When you had to tell them no, and. And it's something that is very hard to learn, but it is no is a complete sentence. No is a complete no sentence. No is a complete wow. sentence. You don't That's have good. to have a, a, another reason. I can hear reason. Twitter going crazy right now. <laughs> no well, is I've a heard it from somebody. I think, I think it was a Dave Ramsey thing, possibly. Uh, but I've, I've uh, so I'll, I'll steal it from whoever said it. But that no. The Holy I don't, Spirit. The Holy Spirit just said it. I don't, need, I don't need more of an excuse as to why I'm saying no. I got to say no to some things so that I can spend that time with God. Yeah. Because you don't like me when I don't, right? You yeah, don't. Exactly. You don't like me when exactly. I don't spend time with God. Yeah. But you want to continue to to monopolize my time so that I can't spend time with God. So I'm going to have to say no to some things, yeah. and uh, and it's going to upset you. But it's okay. Um, I love you, and I will. You know, we'll get through this. And uh, but no is no. No is no. Joey, what do you think about that? Well, it, I have to say that. The school, if your lack of planning don't become my emergency uh-huh. and take the time that I uh-huh. need so that I can lead from a good place. Yeah. And so yeah. I've had to say no because I cannot lead from that three and lead us where we need to be. Yeah. Again, as Kobe said, you won't like me. You won't like me, yeah. Which is, as a people pleaser, and I think most pastors at some level struggle with that. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we want people to like us. And so it's hard to say no. But uh, you mentioned something about, you know, the, your lack of planning is not an emergency for me. There's a great book out there to read called Replenish by, uh, was it Lance Witt who yep. wrote that book? Yep. Yep. And he says that basically as a pastor, oftentimes people treat you like you're an ambulance driver and that you're driving from their crisis to another crisis to another crisis. And you have to realize you're not an ambulance driver. 
that that in some cases there's a, you know extenuating circumstances. Of course, somebody's in the hospital. These things like that. We need, do need to make time for pastoral care and ministry, but we're not ambulance drivers. And uh, man, it's just so so difficult. So, Joey, as we go any further here, man, why don't you talk to me a little bit about what your plan and your routine is for you to make sure that you're spending time with God, to make sure you're at that level eight and not a level three? Let me interject, if I can, something else. Yeah, yeah, sure. Here. Choosing to Cheat was a book that helped me define my yeah, plan. Yeah, great book. By Andy Stanley. And the premise of the book is there's not enough time in the day to do everything that needs to be done. Something's going to get cheated. Yeah. So cheat well. Yeah, cheat well. Cheat well. And I've learned that I cannot cheat that time yeah. with God and everything else be well. Yeah. Because if I cheat that, then my sermons is not going to be as good. Mm. My, 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 I'm not going to be as good of a father. I'm not going to be a good husband. I'm not going to be a good leader. I'm not going to be a good pastor. Uh, so I can't cheat that because if I do, it's mm. going to affect everything else. That's so so good. cheat well. So good. And so what I have to do, I've, I've got to get it in my calendar. Okay. I've got to make sure that it's in my calendar, and I and I stay. I don't allow anything to take it. I, yeah, I yeah. say no, and so I've got to schedule it. Um, I got to put it down uh, in my calendar so it'll be there. Um, and then when I get into that uh, that time together, um, I do a little praise and worship to prepare my heart for what God wants to say. Okay. And so putting my focus on Him getting off of everything else that could be and get my focus on Him. The and then, presence of the Lord, man. I love it. Then, then I have some prayer. And, and the prayer a lot of times is, Lord, this is what I'm feeling. Uh, this is what uh, emotions are going on in me. Help me understand this. Help me. Hmm. And then, then I listen. A lot of listening. Okay. A lot of taking notes. And sometimes, uh, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I might write down, punch him in the mouth. And some of the things on the list, and then I can go back, okay, God wouldn't have me do that. And, and narrow it down because the flesh wants to come out. Yeah. But then narrow that list down, and then I usually have the, the plan from, from God. And a lot of times, to be honest, I go in and some people are on my mind. Mm, come on now. And, and I want to pray those David prayers. Smash their teeth in their mouth, Lord. Yeah. Get them, Lord. Get a hold yeah. of them. And every time I've prayed that prayer, every time, the Lord will circle, say, well, okay, we can do that, but let's circle back because now we've got to deal differently with this thing in your life yeah. here. Because if I'm going to deal with them that way, then I've got to deal yeah. with you that way. And it always goes back, Lord, forgive them. Because <laughs> I want God's forgiveness. Yeah, I don't want right. to circle back and have to deal, have to deal with that again. <laughs> so, okay, Lord, you're right. Forgive them. Yeah. Forgive them. But it puts my attitude in the right place. And a lot of times, because I... The attitude I had was not right. It wasn't the truth of the situation. And so he gave me the truth of the situation. Then I can go lead from truth. Yeah. And so I, that helps me to allow my relationship to drive what I do for him. Yeah. So, so scheduling time is definitely a big factor. And, and guarding that time. Being yes. vicious about guarding that time. And just when you're there, just classic spiritual disciplines. Worshiping the Lord. Journaling. Praying. Listening. You know, those are great things. And then you talked about saying no. Like, I know, Colby, man, could you just unpack that no as a complete sentence? Just say, even just say it again. Let us hear it from your <laughs> yeah, lips again. We, you know, um, you've got to say no. you got to say, because there's, and it's not, you know, people are just, they're just, they like being around you. They 
they like to spend time with you, so they they want to invite you to different things, and and you know that you've still got these ministry things that you got to do. You've got these, you know, you got the toilets to fix, you got the yards to mow, you've got light bulbs to change, you've got all these things that you got to do. Uh, plus, write a sermon. Plus, write a Bible study. Plus, plus do this. Play plus some do golf. that. Plus, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> you went from preaching to meddling right there. So you know, there's just so many things that you know you got to get done, and somebody's just trying to be nice to you and say, hey, let's go to lunch. And you've got to say no because your schedule is your schedule. And it, if you want to schedule lunch, that's fine. Schedule lunch later, not that day, not that minute. Those last-second surprise meetings, you know, they're, it just you've got to say no to some things because if you don't say no to that, that lunch or that coffee or whatever it is, you're going to say no to something else. And, and honestly, the easiest thing to say no to is God mm-hmm. because yeah. he's yeah. not right in your face you don't see him so it's just easier to just to say well okay i don't have time for that today yeah. god i'll double up tomorrow yeah and, and we know that tomorrow never comes right mm-hmm. and, and it's so, like catching up on sleep yeah you can never catch you're up never going to catch it yeah you're never going to catch it so yeah you just got to you you just got to say no and and and, yeah. and i want i want the listeners to understand you have permission to say no that's yeah. and, so and big to hear that from people to say this has been it's huge okay. for us too for my family we, all, we would always feel like we had to have an excuse to say no. And so it's like, I'll say no, but here's why I can't. You don't, you don't owe anybody an excuse. Right. Like, just no. I'm sorry. No's a complete sentence. I can't do that. And, you know, to, to talk about Andy Stanley, he does mention this. He says, a no for now is not a no forever. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, I might not be able to make it to this impromptu lunch now, but let's try to do one in a couple of days or maybe next week. Or So, so it's just learning to steward the time correctly in, in the steward to time uh so sometimes when i have not said no and and allowed that to take over then i'm giving god the leftover oh man yeah i'm coming when i'm tired at the end of the day uh-huh. and I, it's not the best it could be because i said yeah. yes to something i should have said no yeah. to and no something or later or yeah. i'll do it i'll reschedule that part to later instead you. of giving him the best where it can hmm. be the best well, guys, this has been great material to talk about today. Joey, we've got a handful of minutes here before we have to close. I do want to say this. Well, what about this pastor that's listening to us that's like, man, you just don't understand how busy I am. I don't have time to do this. Well, what would you say to that pastor? What I, My experience is what I end up doing for him, allowing my relationship to drive what I do, what I do for him out of that relationship is easier, and I find that I have I can do it better and I find the time because I've honored God yeah. and given him the time, he blesses the other time. Yeah. It's like the tithe principle. That yes. You can do more with 90% in God's blessing than you can with 100% and not God's blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, Kobe, do you have anything to say to that pastor? You just stole my thunder right there. Oh, I was, man. I was thinking it sounds just like, I mean, of course we're pastors, right? So we're going to talk about tithing. <laughs> uh, but it's, it is. It's, it's like saying, okay, I trust you, God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put everything into your hands because, uh, listen, I'm not smart enough to do it. Uh, I'm not smart enough on my own to do this. Uh, I've tried it on my own and done it, and it didn't turn out well, right? Yeah. So it's got to be one of those things where we're just going to spend time with God and let let everything else fall into its place and uh, lead from the eight or the nine or the ten, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the goal is, is to lead from the higher number. And uh, will we fall back into those lower numbers? Things will happen. Uh, but don't beat yourself up over those happening. Just get right back on it uh, and, and get going. 
That's right, man. Get back on it. I've heard somebody say that before. And so uh, that's that's good stuff, man. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us today and sharing in the Small Church Leadership Podcast. I hope that this has blessed you. Pastor Colby, thanks for being here. Thank you. Joey, man, thank you for sharing some of your wisdom and some of your stories. And just to let you know, I think that most of the time that I've known you, you've been somewhere around that eight number and not around the three number. So I appreciate it. You've actually challenged me to try to be less of a three and more of an eight myself. <laughs> So guys, thanks for listening to the Small Church Leadership Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. We hope to see you back as we continue this series on The Healthy Pastor. Our next podcast episode, we are going to be talking about mental health. And so I hope that you tune in for that. We've got some great things to share with you about the importance of your mental health. So guys, remember, we're helping the small church fulfill the big mission. You've got a big mission. Go and do it. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.